Welcome to a radical discussion of independence, free will, liberty, and the left-hand path. This is Damon Ossifer with your host, Paul Frederick. Welcome, friends and fellow Damons, to Saturnian Sessions on Damonosophy, where we get real Saturnian with the deep, dark, groovy vibes on Saturday night. And tonight, my guest is Miss Venus Satanus. Hey, Venus. Hi there. Hi, how you doing? (laughs) I am doing great. Thank, awesome. thank you for having me on your show, Paul. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad. I mean, I wanted to have you on uh, the show since I met you in in Portland um, last year yes. or year before last. Yeah. Um, and, and you gave a great presentation there. And um, I picked up your your spiritual prayer book there. Yeah. So this is uh, yeah. this is awesome. So um I guess um, let's 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 start with this. I like to ask everyone this: How did you find the left-hand path? Well, uh, I think I think it was, it was more of the the left-hand path finding me. Um, it was it was way back in 1992, and I I used to spend a lot of time in the library in the, in the public library. Uh, I was I was doing research on art because. I wanted to be an artist, so I started studying art books. So I was always hanging out in the reference section, and that's where I found a book on the Church of Satan. It was it was the Church of Satan written by Blanche Barton and Anton LaVey. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, and it was it was from that book that I actually learned about Satanism. And, and this was back in the nineties, in the in the early nineties when. Um, when the satanic panic was just after its height. So, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't really aware of the satanic panic back then. So I, I kind of approached Satanism with fresh eyes. And to me, it was, um, it was, it was really an amazing experience because I had never, never read anything like it. And once I got into it, I felt like I was at home. You know, I felt so comfortable. Like, I felt like this is, this is my path. Uh-huh. This is who I am. So, so did you? Um, were you were you studying other things as well, like um, you know, other occult, or did you look into other occult things or other spiritual systems or or anything like that? Well, back then I was only thirteen, but I was I was lucky to not be raised in a Christian home. There's a, there's a lot of Satanists that come from a Christian background, but. I didn't come from a Christian background. My uh, my grandparents who raised me and my brother, my, my grandmother was a spiritual person. She had books on astrology, and she taught me about aura reading and reading energy, and, and we talked about past lives and things like that. So I was, I was always able to explore spirituality in my own way, and that's why when I found Satanism, I, I felt at home. You know, if if it felt perfectly natural to me. Mm-hmm. And then, did you check out the? Uh, when did you um, read the Satanic Bible? 
How did that factor in? With it? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't actually read the Satanic Bible until I was about fifteen, and it <laughs> it's 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 kind of funny because that's that's where a lot of Satanists seem to find Satanism is through the Satanic Bible. But I actually studied and practiced on my own for a couple of years before I actually had a chance to read the Satanic Bible. So you know, but but. By the time I had the chance to read the Satanic Bible, I, I kind of had my own ideas and thoughts about Satanism. So it just it just kind of helped me reaffirm some of the things that I had already experienced in life and some of the things that I, I already knew about Satanism. Yeah, I know that's interesting. Yeah. So for me, like my situation was, and I know we talked a little bit about this before, but um, I discovered the Satanic Bible like 1980 two or something like that and you know i think one of the reasons people some people look at that book as like so significant is because that was the only thing that that was the only thing around you know what i mean it's like there was yes. nothing else there yep. was no other books that like use the word satanism in a in a positive way in a you know taking the term and, and using this in a in a, right, in a, in a right. powerful powerful you know self-motivational like kind of way that was the first thing that ever did it and it just it blew my mind. Like I looked at other things like, yes. Um, I, I, I think probably Alexander's was the closest thing to something that, you know, resonated with me just cause he mentioned Lucifer, you know, back in the day. But, um, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, I had, I had, uh, I had actually dabbled in Wicca in, in, in my teens, but no, Satanism has always been my path. It has, it has. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, when did you start doing um, YouTube's and 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 video blogging and all of that? When did that come into it? Was that happening at the exact same time that you were discovering well, this, or it, did you? It, just... it wasn't. In... Oh no, no. I had I had I had been practicing Satanism since 1992, but it it wasn't until the, the early 2000s, like around 2003, 2004. When I finally moved out on, on my own and I had my own apartment and I took the time to build an occult library and I really immersed myself in the world of the occult. Uh, I was single at the time, so I didn't have anyone to answer to and I could spend all my free time studying, learning, uh, practicing, and uh, I set up a really nice ritual space in my bedroom and it it was during that time that I, I created my second pact with Satan and then it, this was also during a time when the internet really started taking off and and people started writing blogs and websites and the the internet was more accessible for average people so I decided to start writing about my path in Satanism Mm -hmm. And it then there there really wasn't too many websites out there, but the one website that that really influenced me was Diane Vera, and it, it showed me that there there's more to Satanism than just Anton Lavey and atheistic Satanism. There there are other Satanists out there that have a spiritual path or a religious path. So, you know that 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 was really inspiring for me. And it, it, it 
it all started from there. That's 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 when I created my website. But then I, I, I started doing the videos in 2007. And that really took off. It, <laughs> it was it was just amazing to be able to put all the stuff on video too and and to talk with people about it and to create something great out of it. Yeah. Yeah, your your videos <laughs> yeah, that you've done have had like a, def, a definite impact, you know. We definitely see see that, you know, um that you know, people have mentioned to me about how, you know, they, they discovered the left-hand path by, uh, you know, stumbling upon your videos. So, I mean, you've definitely, yeah. you know, had a great impact as far as that goes. Yeah, I think, I, I, I think it's amazing. And then, and, you know, back, back when I first started doing the videos, there was hardly anyone on YouTube talking about Satanism. And I, I was among one of the first people to get out there and talk about it and I always took it seriously uh to me it's 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 always been a, a serious study so you know that's 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 what helped me to maintain for 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 all of this time you know I, I don't get involved in the drama I just get out there and and talk about the things that people want to hear you know yeah no it takes a lot of courage to do that <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely uh, counted amongst the satanic entrepreneurs, you know, in my book. <laughs> Did you consider yourself a theistic Satanist? No, actually, I don't. Uh, I I do feel that there's a difference between spiritual Satanism and theistic Satanism. And uh, I'll, I'll go back to Diane Vera as an example. Di Diane Vera... Uh, her her ideas on theistic Satanism are based on a religious study of Satanism where everything revolves around rituals and really viewing Satan as a spiritual god or as a demon, you know. And and, and for me, uh, Satanism ha has always been a little bit more free. I'm not uh, bound by any religious ideas when it comes to Satanism. And I'm free to explore Satanism in any way that benefits me, you know. So for me, Satanism has been more of a spiritual path than a religious path, I think. Uh, that's interesting. So <laughs> your concept of Satan, so you're not an atheist, though, are you? How do you feel about atheism? I think, I, I think atheism is interesting. I've always had the thought that there are people out there who just don't have a spiritual kind of mind. Like they're, they're not built to really understand spirituality or, you know, it's, it's just not something that is meant for everybody, you know? So I have, I have no problem with, with the atheistic side of Satanism. As, as a matter of fact, when I, when I went on my trip to uh, Salem just recently, I spent time at, the Satanic Temple in Salem, and it was a, a it was a really enlightening experience. You know, I I have uh, atheistic friends, and even my husband, he's an atheist. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> it, it it doesn't really bother me that much. Yeah, no, it's an, it's, it's an interesting question. I think it's like one of the deep questions that that's out there. It always like comes up, and and as you know, I come from like the uh, Setian perspective on things 
and uh, Setians often get called, you know, theistic. And and then I have to say, well, it's not really the same. It's not really the same thing as theistic Satanism because I see theistic Satanists out there, and they're very, um, I don't know. It's just different. I don't. It, it's just a different sort of thing. And my worldview is, I think that there is there's something there. I think that there's a principle of uh, isolate intelligence. I think there's a principle of consciousness, and I think that's like what a lot of the archetype of of Satan. Um, has been wrapped up in over the years. And I also feel yes. that, like, if you go back and look at the Satanic Bible, um, and it, there, there's a lot of people nowadays who will say the Satanic Bible is, is atheist, and he talks about atheistic Satanism in there, but it's not really true. If you go back and read, uh, you know, read the right. actual stuff that he's talking about, he talks about the forces of darkness. Um, and he criticizes he criticizes Christian atheism as being like uh, hypocritical or something. So he doesn't really say anywhere in the yes. Satanic Bible that it's atheism. That that whole thing came later and kind of got superimposed on it. But yes. yeah, but I, I think my my perspective is is that there are you know there is you know powers of darkness and there's something specifically about the principle. Of, of of Satan or Set or the Prince of Darkness that has a um, connection with individual consciousness because that's what the whole system is about. It always comes back right. to that, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, it does. It does. And I I always find that religion likes to give us the answers, but in spirituality, we're we're allowed to question that, and we're we're allowed to um, seek seek the questions that matter. You know, it's it's a whole different uh, philosophy. It's a whole different way of living. Yeah, it's a personal yeah, pursuit. You know. Yes, that too. Because like that all too. all religions, you know, all the 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 major mass religions, right hand path religions monotheism they're all based on force you know they're based on forcing people to believe a certain thing you have to believe a certain thing or else else we're gonna ostracize you or we're gonna punish you or or something like that and 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 right, satanism right. and the left-hand path is all about well i as an individual i'm going to pursue you know the search for truth the search for you know having control of my life Right, right. Is yeah. Is 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 more about finding a personal truth. Definitely. So tell Definitely. me about the spiritual Satanist prayer book. I have a copy of it, and uh, <laughs> and I like this. My only my only regret. I didn't. I I got this from you in Portland, but I yeah. realized I didn't. I didn't get you to sign it. I really, I really kind of fucked up there. But um. So tell me about the book. How did you uh, how did you come to write this? Well, um, I had well, I've been I've I've been I've been writing about Satanism for for a long time, but I never really sat down and really thought about putting ev everything into a book until back in 2018. And uh, for me, like I w I was I was just never really satisfied with the range of books on Satanism that are available today. There's books on Satanism. They're, they're either uh, the Satanic Bible or copies of the Satanic Bible, or it's uh, books that are put out by 
satanic groups and it only deals with their specific philosophy. And so I, I wanted to create something that would appeal to a broad variety of Satanists. And at the most popular page on my website is my prayers for Satan. You know, that's, that's something that, that people really want to do. They want to be able to connect with Satan in a spiritual way. And I think prayer or meditation is a really good way to, to be able to do that. And at, at the time, there were no books written on prayers for Satan. So I set about putting together this book based on the, the four different demons that I've worked with for years, Satan, Lucifer, Belial, and Lilith. And it, it just it just combines everything into one. And ever since then, you know, I, I've had people tell me how, how useful and how nice the book is and how wonderful it is and how much it's helped people. And that just makes me really feel good. It, it, it makes me feel like I'm fulfilling my pact with Satan. I'm, I'm working in Satan's service by giving back in that way. So <laughs> it was, it was a great experience writing it. And I'm so glad that I finally wrote a book, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And and this is another sacred cow that you're, um, that you're poking here with prayer, because this is another thing. Anton LaVey, yes. like, like said, you know, a, a true Satanist would shun prayer because you're, you're asking for a God to do something for you, whereas like as a, the satanic way is to you know stand forth and take it you know and 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 proclaim what you're what you're looking for. But I think the way that you're talking about it, and and you know I, I struggle with this question too. So if I'm just like trying to communicate with you know the powers of darkness, I'm trying to communicate with the prince of darkness. I'm trying to communicate with the beyond. I'm trying to connect with it. Well, I can use language and I right. can talk about it. So really this is what we do in the ritual chamber right and it's not that what we do in a ritual yes. chamber is not actually that far off from from prayer um as as you know the, the difference is that you're not subservient about it you're proclaiming it and so that's what i thought when i was reading um right. through, through your book i'm like oh these are all like great things to you know um to utilize in the ritual chamber Right, right. It was it was meant to be self empowering, and uh, very motivational. And uh, just like I had mentioned in the book, that prayer shouldn't be used as a crutch. You know, it, it's it should be something that allows you to help yourself along the way. Yeah. You know, and I also yeah. approach it as a form of magic too, because basically it is just like the uh, ritual. Uh, just like doing rituals, it's 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 along the same lines. You're 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 working with spiritual forces, and you're directing them in a certain way. So, it's it's very similar. Mm -hmm. In your book, you also talk about um, respecting the forces of darkness. Can you explain yes. what that means? Well, yeah, uh, there's. Throughout the years, um, I've I've talked with people that have come into my uh, chat room that I have with uh, Troll Tallowhead, and we we have been running this chat room since 2007, 
And so many people have come into this chat room looking to make a pact with Satan. And so many times these people act like they can just get whatever they want out of Satan. And that Satan, like, like, like Satan is some kind of magic genie that's just going to grant people's wishes. You know, they're, they're going to make them rich and famous and things like that. And so that's one thing that, that, that I, that I wanted people to understand that the, these demons, uh, Lilith and Belial and Lucifer and Satan, they're not there to just grant your every wish and desire. They're they're there to help you to understand yourself, and it's it's a force that should be respected. You know, it's not something that you can just go to and get whatever you want out of it. It's it's a two way street. So, could you so, talk a, a, you know, a little bit about <laughs> what that means to make a pact with Satan? Yes, I had, um, I had, I had made my first pact when I was thirteen, and I was, I was very young and, and inexperienced, and it was my first satanic ritual, and the whole experience was so amazing. Like I felt so much power, and it was so incredible. But the the, the things that, that I asked for when I was thirteen, uh, <laughs> you know, it's. I had I had to learn through experience that throughout time that by the time I made my second pact I I was I was able to approach it with with a little bit more sensibility. So my my second pact that's the one that I made in 2004 just just before I started writing about satanism. I I decided to work with Satan as a friend and as an ally and to walk beside Satan. Not, not, not to walk behind him or above him, but to walk beside him. So for me, uh, making a pact is, is an agreement to work along with the force of Satan. And the whole, the whole idea of a pact, of course, comes from Christian teachings where, where they say that people have made a deal with the devil and they have sold their soul to the devil uh, in, in order to get something in return, like uh, riches or fame or, or anything like that. And then, of course, in the end, in, 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 all, in all of these stories, the, the devil ends up tricking them and taking their soul back. And, yeah, it's, it, you know, see, this, this is just a Christian myth. And the whole Christian myth of soul selling is meant to keep people in line with the church so, so that people don't stray from the church. But I think making a pact with Satan is a very personal act that allows you to be on the same level as those forces. Like you're, you're standing up to be one of them. No, you know, absolutely. So I, have, I have a whole different <sighs> approach to it. I think that that's like kind of like the basis of the left-handed path is the idea that, well, I am, you know, if it, maybe I'm not a god right now, but I aspire to, you know, I, I aspire to that ultimate state. I want to have, you know, yes. the, 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 the best wisdom. I want to have the best uh, life and the best, you know, the, the, the good things and, 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 and be successful. I want to be successful in my aims. So um, it's like that's that's very much, you know, what what the LHP is like all about. 
um, and and that I'm going to you know I'm gonna strive forth and try and achieve those things you know um, by my own effort and in congruence with these forces. So the thing with the pact, you know, like you said, the um, like the Christian stories about this. It's like it always ends bad yes. for the person. It always ends bad for the person who made the pact. And it's like the lesson that you learn is that, um, you know, there's there's always a price. You know, there's no free lunch, right? You're gonna have to pay the piper eventually. And I think that's something yeah. that that you learn. <laughs> I think you learn that actually by practicing magic and 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 trying to change things because you mentioned, you know, like when you're younger. You do magic for things that when you're older, you're like, I can't believe I wasted my time doing magic for something like that. Right. You know, it's all yeah, the same. It's yeah. all the same stuff. You're trying to like, you know, get rid of your enemies and you're trying to like, you know, get a get a get a girlfriend, get a boyfriend or whatever. Um, and then you get older <laughs> and, and you start to kind of refine it a little bit. And and this. the Yes. Would, would you say that the pact thing kind of becomes like a. Like you're making an agreement like with with your higher self in some sense yes i mean if 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 a person wants wants to see it that way that you know uh, that uh that you're basically stating that yeah <laughs> This is this this is something really difficult to explain because not very many people actually take the time to understand it, you know. Yeah. So no, but there's 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 people that that come come to Satanism and expect Satan to do everything for them and and to give them all all their wishes and desires. And usually I will I will tell these people that they are better off using magic to get whatever they want. You know, and at some point after they're done with that, to come to Satan as an equal is a much better proposition when it comes time to making a pact, you know, because then you actually have something to offer. Oh, absolutely. And when you when you talk about you know, approaching Satan as like a as like a, a friend or a, a, a teacher or, or something like that. Um, I mean, I think that's like right on the money uh, as far as like my perspective on on these things um, that, you know, the idea that the Prince of Darkness, um, you know, is like a is like a brother and a friend. Right. And 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 we have this understanding that there's something beyond, you know, just our own human existence here. And we're trying to make that, you know, connection with that. Yeah. Yeah. That that's true. Well, well for me, you know, say like, like I've, I've always recognized Satan as some, as a multifaceted being kind of like a, a black diamond where it has many different faces and there's, there's many di different ways of looking at it. And this is how I, I try to, teach through my writings is that there's there's more than one way to approach satanism and i try not to tell people exactly what to believe because i have i have my own personal experiences and and, and my own personal beliefs but i think i think everyone should come to the path in their own way and i i, I really don't see a lot of satanists approaching it that way like you know through through books and teachings it's all about teaching one way and, and this is the only way to do it. And now there's, there's many different ways to arrive at the same path, I think. 
No, absolutely, hundred percent. I mean, that's why um, you know Satanists don't like have churches where they take their kids to church to satanic church and like indoctrinate them into it. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, everyone has to like make their own decision. Everyone has to like come to this. Anyone who's on this path has to come to it by their own by their own will and by their own wish. Right. Exactly. And and and, and for me, you know, I just I just couldn't imagine being on any other path. You know, I've 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 taken the time to study the Golden Dawn. I've studied uh, Wicca for 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 a little bit. Um, you know, I've I've gotten into tarot. You know, I, I've tried to study up on different world religions just 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 for the knowledge of it. But nothing really makes as much sense to me as Satanism. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that because oh, I know yeah, you yeah. did a um, you you've mentioned like golden dawn um yeah here and there so what do you think what is what is your cons your um perspective on alistair crowley what do you what do you think about him what's his contribution oh oh boy <laughs> well you know uh, personally like I've, I've i've never really been a big fan of crowley and i have taken the time to to study his history and to study the, the various things that he's con contributed to the occult. But just just the way he lived his personal life, and I'm not sure whether it was because of the drugs or just, just the environment at the time, but this this guy was off the chain, you know. He, <laughs> he, he was amazing, but at the same time, he was just a terrible human being, like, you know. So I don't, I don't, I don't really idolize him like like some people do, but I think Crowley had a major influence on the way we understand Western occultism today. And there's a lot of things that we wouldn't have if it wasn't for him putting it all together and and making it into something useful for people. Like even even Levey, Levey, I I don't I don't want to say that he copied a lot from Crowley, but he was very influenced by Crowley. So, and, you know, it just, it just kind of melt like, like all these different paths came from the studies that he taught. So I, I, I think it's interesting, but it's nothing that I, I really spent time with and tried to follow in his footsteps, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So Crowley was like, yeah. for me, one of the first things I read when I was, you know, when I was young and I was like, like, like you were going to the library and trying to find books on, on, on the occult and stuff like that. And I found, uh, you know, and I was reading, you know, Alex Sanders and, you know, some generic like occult books like that. And I found the Aleister Crowley stuff and I tried to read some of that because yeah. you see in other sources, they say, well, he's the wickedest man in the world. And he called himself the beast, right? The great beast 666. So you think there's a satanic yes. aspect of it. And so I tried reading some of his stuff and I'm like, what the hell is this? I mean, I didn't understand any of it. Yeah. You know, it was just like nonsense. And so when I finally, you know, and then shortly after that, I discovered the satanic Bible and I'm like, oh, wow, this is amazing. It, to it totally makes sense. He's not trying to obfuscate yes. it with a bunch of weird, you know, you know, Kabbalistic systems. Um, he's just coming out, you know, that, 
the the SB, that's the first book I ever read that just came out and it said, magic is this. It's really easy. It's the power that comes out of your yeah. out of your passion, right? And that's what creates magic. Um, and he's the only person who said that. But anyhow, Crowley, yes. then it was only like years later when um, – and, and actually it was like through stuff that like Dr. Aquino wrote about Crowley – um, and how he's talked about in, in the, in the book of coming forth by night, um, where you realize, you know, what it comes down to is he had this concept about, of, of Thelema, true will. And he believed yes. that, that he was connected by, or, or contacted by forces beyond, right. By, by, you know, entities beyond, which, which he called Horus, right. The God Horus from ancient Egypt. And that it's all about free will yes. and that we're all have, you know, everyone, every man and woman is a star, you know, all of that stuff. And then once I like focused on yes. that stuff, it's like, oh, no, I think Crowley did. He did have something really awesome. That was a great idea. That was a new. No, he did. Yeah. But yes. then it got, yeah, it gets, it gets obfuscated would, he... with all of his other shit that he gets into, you know, like, like you said, <laughs> yeah. like all the, all the drugs or whatever. He's trying to, you know, like the OTO was already a, a an occult organization, uh, an occult sex magic group before Crowley came along. And so he just kind of moved into it. So, I mean, nowadays it's like the OTO yeah. is, is the major representation of Crowley, but really it's not even the essence of what he was like trying to do, you know? Yes, yes. And, and um, it, 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 it doesn't really matter how, how much a person studies about Crowley and, and how many rituals they do and how many times they try to walk in his footsteps, they, they will never have the same experiences that he had, you know. And in, in, in a way, yes, the, the man was an occult genius. But, you know, like there's 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 a lot of things that we wouldn't have in the occult, in, in, in Western occultism with, without him, without all the work that he did. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. Hey, have you seen that show um, on CBS? That Strange Angel show? No, no, I have, I haven't seen it yet. You know no. what I'm talking about? It's about Jack Parsons. No, oh no, 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 no. Is wasn't Parsons an occultist? Yeah, yeah. Parsons, Jack Parsons, is the guy who discovered rocket fuel. And started uh, jet propulsion laboratories, and basically our whole the whole American space program grew out of what Jack Parsons did. Oh! But he was a disciple of Crowley, okay. and he ran one of the first. He was in what, like one of the first OTO lodges in California, um, and he was totally a, a totally a thelemite. Um, he totally believed in you know do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law and all of that. Um, and so I mean he's an interesting guy, but what's and the reason I, asked, I I brought this up, they're making a show about. There's a series about him. It's like the second season. I think the second season just ended, and they're gonna do a third season of it. Um, and so, what does that say about the world that we live in now? That they're making television shows about Crowley. I think I think it's absolutely amazing that that and also the the documentary for this for the Satanic Temple, people are actually starting to talk about these things from a realistic perspective. We don't we don't have the the, the crazy Christian uh, ideas on devil worshiping and, and and all this stuff. No, we we have actual knowledge available to us, 
And it's, it's, it's amazing to live in this era where anytime you, you want to actually learn about something, it's right there for you. I don't think that's ever been available for us ever. So I, I think it's great. And yeah, you know what? I'm going to actually have to check out that show then. It's called Strange Angels. Yeah, Strange Angel. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll have to check that out. <laughs> um, have you seen um, that movie? Um, oh God, I gotta forget the name. It just came out, and it's um, it's it's the it's like they're in Sweden. It's Swedish pagans that are like killing people. Uh, Midsummer. That's <laughs> it. Midsummer. Have you seen that? No. So that's going around, but anyhow, I, it, it's the guy who who's in Midsummer is the guy that plays Jack Parsons, and um, I think it's uh, good. I mean, I've I've read a couple of biographies of Jack Parsons. I, I really appreciate him. He's like uh, also an early uh, libertarian, right? He he took all of his um, magical ideas that the idea that every man and woman is a star. And, and do what thou wilt should be the whole of the law. He took it to a, a the practical level of like uh, politics and libertarianism, and that that probably got him in more oh, trouble wow. more trouble than anything else. But um, I, I I feel the uh, documentary that they're doing on him is is pretty it's it's pretty true to the, the the couple of biographies that have been been published on him and things that they know about him. So. It's it's very interesting. It's a good documentary, and it is also uh, very interesting that this is where we are um, in in society now. So the next question is, how long before there's a yes. there's a series that like is like you know the life of Anton Lavey, and how far off from the truth that's going to be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it w- it w- it would be um uh, yeah it. <laughs> It would be very interesting to say the least, <laughs> but, 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 you know, like I, I am not one of those people that, that believes that Satanism is some kind of ancient religion and that it's been here for, for millennia. No, I don't think Satanism existed until Anton LaVey kind of thought it all up and put it all down in a book and actually created a social movement out of it. Came at just the right time in history where people were willing to stand up and question the values of society. So it it was like the perfect storm, you know. He was he was able to open the gates, so to speak. And uh, gosh, you know, we I don't I don't think we have Satanism as we know it today without him. So we. Regardless of what, you know, all the things that people say about him that that may or may not be true, you know, we wouldn't have Satanism today if it wasn't for Anton LaVey. And I've, I've always believed that. Always. Oh, yeah, 100%. I agree so, yeah. 100% on that. Um, there's no way that it and, – and, yeah, no, he, he came up with the idea. Um, I mean, there was, like, other things, like, going on at the time, but he, he, he brought it all together – and and organize the information yeah. to put that that book out the satanic bible it's always going to be the satanic bible i mean no one else is ever going to like write another yeah. satanic bible and it's not going to be it's it, it's not going to be the same thing right so he like did that yes and yes. and i mean yeah no it's based on you know it's it, it's probably more based on rosemary's baby than it is you know any other like ancient <laughs> stuff right it's like 
it was a thing with 60s yeah, movies yeah, there was yeah. a trend of like making movies about devil worshipers who wear who wear black robes you know and get together on the weekends and 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 stuff and it's like i don't think there's any historical <laughs> basis for any of that except maybe the you know the french you know, the French Masons did yes. like satanic rituals or something in the 1700s. But no, there's nothing there. There wasn't anything going on like, you know, Wicca, the witchcraft movement has kind of been historical. They've they've tried to, you know, uh, present this narrative that this is an ancient yes. system that goes back to, you know, the pagans in, in Europe and stuff like that. But I mean, oh, it's even, just not it's further, just not true even further back. Right. It's, it, it's yeah. Like, no. No. Yeah. It's not. It, it's it's not. But but the the whole thing is just an attempt to compete with Christianity. But I don't mm -hmm. think Satanism has to compete with Christianity. Uh, it's it's too it's too unique for that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Totally. And that's that's completely <laughs> the spirit that Anton Lavey has throughout the essays that appear in the Satanic Bible. Is is not. Oh, this is like connected with some ancient like thing no his his sense is more this is no this is the new way right we're in a new era now the old yes. era the old era was an era of of coercion and force and slavery and 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 shit and now we're in a new era where the, the individual is supreme every and there's enough yeah. room and there's enough room in the universe and there's enough resources that you know everyone can like be you know an individual and 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 strive towards their own vision of godhood yes yes and and i i love that i love that <laughs> i think i think that's that's the way maybe it's it should have always been you know and, and maybe now people are just starting to realize that yeah, I I mean I my personal thought is that monotheism arose and I think there's lots of there's archaeological and anthropological evidence for this that, you know, monotheism rose um somewhere around the same time as like the um what is it? It's like the it's like the 18th dynasty in Egypt where the first, they talk about Akhenaten is like the first monotheistic like yes, pharaoh, yes. right? And he brought in like monotheism and at the same time, state control, the concept of like there's like a king or a pharaoh that dominates everything because actually Egyptian culture kind of yes. went back and forth between that or the, a lot of times they had a pharaoh, but he was just kind of a symbolic figure. He didn't like actually lead armies and shit like that, like that, that happened later. And it goes beyond Egypt, though, if you look at other cultures of this time period, there's this arising of like centralized states centralized religions um and 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 controlling and coercing people and versus like the old model which was more like a tribal like uh, people live kind of tribally and and sort of naturally cooperated yes. and stuff like that and it's like that's like kind of the era of um and and so to bring this all back to levey in his book the satanic rituals like the last chapter in it, he talks about um, the like ages, like how it's, and that's where he talks about it's like an we're in an age of Satan, and he talks about yes, age, yes. age of fire, and there used to be an, an age of ice, and and the previous age was an age of ice, right? It's an age of like slow yes. growth, control, lots of like slavery and human suffering, 
now we're in an age of fire. We melt the ice fire, and yeah. everyone can have a good yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That that's 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 true. You know, uh, every every once in a while, you know, uh, Le, Levee was visionary with some of the things that he talked about. He was definitely. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned um, Dr. Aquino's uh, Church of Satan book on your website. You have a yes. link to it. So, um, and I thought that was great. I mean, I think his book is 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 great. I'm so glad that he has like that he decided to um, put that book out there because um, it. Yes. it I, I mean, yes. there's there's no other uh, source out there that documents that time period. You know. Um, right, right. So, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, uh, I, uh, I would recommend to anyone who reads the Satanic Bible and and the uh, the Satanic Rituals book that they should also read Mister Aquino's book on on the Church of Satan, so that they can really understand what the movement was all about back then and how things really got started. And it's basically like an insider's view of what it was like to be in the church. And yeah, he he does dish some dirt on LeVay, and you can understand that he probably wrote it during a time when he was leaving the church and, you know, he he wanted to create his own movement. But I but I think it's good to, to see the other side of the coin, you know. You can't just have one view. It's it's nice to have knowledge. So you can make an informed decision. Yeah. He was, he was, he was very brave to write that book too, I believe, you know? Oh yeah. No, he like fought really hard, hard for things. So, you know, my, my experience of like getting involved with stuff, like after I'd read books is I went and I joined the uh, church of Satan by, via correspondence in 1988. And oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And th this is a time period when and, and other people who joined her in this time period have the same story. Like I had uh, Stephen Flowers on the show like a little while back and he talked about, you know, he had the same experience in the 80s, like trying to jo join the Church of Satan. And what happened is nothing happened. Right. You, you sent them you sent them money and you got a card and that was it. And then you never heard from anyone ever again. And they were going through, um, right. you know, they were going through their own stuff at the time, you know, whatnot. Um, but this this led me to because, you know, I I'd gone and joined the Church of Satan, living as a as a kid in the Midwest. Like I didn't know anyone else who was into this stuff, right? And so I was on a search yeah. to find out if there were other people who were actually into this. Because for all I know, this is just like, it's just like, you know, the Alexander's book I read, you know. This is shit that just happened in the 60s <laughs> and no one's actually doing this anymore, right? And so I was like on, right, a, right. Out, on a quest to like find out about it. And having joined the Church of Satan at the time, the my answer was, no, there's nothing going on. They just, they, they took, there's some, someone's there taking your money and that's it. Right. And um, so there's nothing going yeah. on with it. And then it's like just like a year later, I saw Geraldo's exposing Satan's underground on TV. And yes, I, I, it was like on yeah. Halloween or something. And I saw that happening live when it happened. And and this guy came on 
Michael Aquino came on and he wasn't yes. he wasn't talking about oh COS versus TOS. He was talking about the movement. I mean, he could have easily used that time yeah, period. Yeah. He could have used that that his his moment in the in the limelight to like, you know, you know, say say derogatory things and say, "Oh no, we're TOS." No, but he just defended the whole he defended Satanism. He defended the whole movement when no one else yes. would when no one else would and i saw that i saw him on there and i thought there there are other people out there and so my quest continued beyond that you know if i hadn't seen that i might have just gone and and just you know been a uh nihilistic you know punk rocker for the for the rest of my life right (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah no but no but uh there yeah there was there was uh uh, quite a few people from the movement in general that 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 were able to get on TV and actually talk about it. And I think I think that that's really when the the, the whole church of satan really started turning atheist was back then during the uh, satanic panic because they they couldn't really present themselves as uh, anything religious or spiritual because then there's there's too many questions to answer. So if they just come out and say that they're atheists and it's just a philosophy, then that you know that's it. You know, there's there's really nowhere else to go from there, just to say it's a philosophy. But no, no, it was it was good that during that time that Aquino and others like him came forward to talk about the movement, just the movement in general. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> No, you said so that time period is like when when the atheism like stuff started to arise. And I agree. I feel like that's a time when when that atheism thing started to arise. And, you know, I I understand if someone's at a point, I I understand being at a point where you're like, I don't believe in anything. I feel like that sometimes, you know, but I have the freedom to like move back and forth. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes the universe looks like there is a prince of darkness out there and sometimes it looks like well maybe the prince of darkness is just a metaphor for myself you know and i have the freedom to like move back and forth and how i perceive the universe and how i do things and so it's for me i could never come out and say i'm an atheist because what that means is that you're you're stating you don't see a possibility for anything you know anything else until you're proved scientifically of this right so I, and I think you need to leave yes. and and this is just kind of my personal approach, you know, to life the universe and everything is I need to leave a little bit of room for like the mystery of it. You know. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. There's always that room for mystery, you know. And I f- I feel kind of bad for for people who do, who don't even want to explore it, but that's just the way it is. There's some of us that want to ask the questions and then there's other others of us who are uh, perfectly content just leaving things the way they are but i've never been one of those people you know i'm 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 just like you like i i, I want to get out there and understand life and understand myself and that's what the path of satanism has been for me you know so i saw some of your wildlife art oh you did oh great. i did yeah no, it's really good. You got a really good uh, bald eagle and a really good yes. tiger. 
So so tell yes. me about that. So when so so tell me about your art. Yes, uh, I I started drawing way back in 1992, and I I was at first inspired by uh by uh, video games and comic books, and at the time I was really into the whole Conan comic book series and everything like that. So I I started drawing like D and D pictures and dragons and and warriors and stuff like that. And then it was about, I'd say it was about like in 1997, 1998 that I started drawing portraits. And I actually was able to um, get good enough where I was able to set up on the street in St. Augustine, Florida, where they had tourists. And uh, I was uh, I was doing live sketch portraits for the tourists. And during that time, I built up a portfolio of wildlife art. Most of it was in colored pencil, but I also had a few that were in charcoal or um, also uh, graphite pencil and pastel. And uh, art is just something that's, that's always interested me. So I actually spent a few years selling prints of my wildlife art and doing portraits for the tourists on the street. That, that was my first job, you know, wow. which is pretty amazing. There's people that that can say that their their first job was to be an artist but you know I've I've always been the kind of person to to take chances and just get out there and kind of do my own thing you know yeah yeah I was I, I was able to do the street art until about 2001 and then that's when the city of St. Augustine decided that they didn't want any street entertainers they didn't want any um jugglers or people playing guitar or uh artists selling their work on the street which which is really sad because there was a community of artists and performers out there. You know, these are people that I work with every day, and uh, you know, we all had great times dealing with the tourists and selling our artwork or playing the music. And yeah, it was it was sad. It was sad, you know. And I think I think it was the shops out there that uh, didn't want they didn't they didn't want the competition, you know. So. Yeah, it, it was sad. Uh, it this this was up in St. Augustine, Florida. It's 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 an old town where uh, where uh, years ago, like in the 1600s, when the uh, Spanish came and and settled the area, and they had built a big fort. And basically, nowadays, it's it's turned into a tourist town where people come to go see the historical sites and things like that. And, you know, mm. they, they, they have a downtown area mm. where, where it's uh, where cars can't drive through it. And it's people that just walk down this entire length of the street called St. George Street. And that's where the artists used to set up. Back then, it was a lot of fun. You know, so I, I, I still have my portfolio. I, I don't really plan on doing anything with it, you know, but um, I'm still creating artwork now. It's just in a different form. Like uh, recently I opened up a new shop and a lot of my artistic talent I spend on uh, creating jewelry and candles and um, altar banners and things like that for people. So I'm, I'm still doing my artwork. I'm just doing it in a different form. Yeah, I, I, I definitely appreciate that. 
and uh, thank thank you for giving me a chance to talk with you. I've I've been I've been wanting to talk with you since since we first met up in Portland, where where we didn't really have much time to talk, you know, because I think the first time that 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 we talked with each other, it was during the um during during the Darkness Audible concert. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then uh, we 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 were laughing, but we didn't realize it because there was a silent performance going on. And <laughs> oh, geez! But I I had so much fun in Portland. It was so amazing to be in the same room with so many different people of the left hand path. I was just blown away. I was blown away. Oh yeah, no, it was awesome. Jeremy Crow and uh, and and, and yeah. Susan, Susan Cole and um, yes, um, yeah. That who else was there? There was like so many like cool people there. Um, it was just a great yes. experience. It, I loved it. It was, it was, and I and honestly, I I was not prepared because when I got there, I realized that there was a lot more women. Like I didn't expect to see so many women there. You know, like Satanism, I guess, has always kind of appealed to the male side. So it, it, to me, it was just amazing. And honestly, it, yeah, yeah, I was, I was just blown away. <laughs> and I hope, oh, someday we have a chance to to do it again. Yeah, yeah me too. Um, I'm hoping they yeah, do. they'll probably do another one at some point. Um, and so it's it's great. I mean, that's another interesting thing that's going on during this time period yeah. that we're living in is yes. left-hand path, like, um, you know, conferences, um, events are like going on and that's, and that's great. I mean, I spent, I spent years like going to music festivals and stuff like that. And, um, I was okay. in, you know, a couple bands I was in that would tour and we'd go to festivals and stuff and I'd find left-hand path people there um as a result of like you know being there and they'd like come into this but now it's like these things are like going on and it's like bigger yes it's bigger it's a it's a sign of something bigger you know uh i think it's a sign of like how things are evolving in a certain direction like i think it's really sad what, yes. what, what you're mentioning about how like street artists are being like you know uh it's not being allowed anymore and um you know in, in yeah. the area where you're at and that's just a general trend like when i grew up you know as a kid there's all kinds of stuff off the radar going on right there's like you know underground yeah you know, any like show or music thing that I ever went to was like underground and off the radar and nowadays everything is like managed right it's like all the shows are like managed through you know uh major like you know, House of Blues and stuff like that, like, you know, controls everything. Yeah. yeah. And it's like the left-hand pass stuff, that's like, it's still kind of off the radar. And I hope it stays like that. I hope it doesn't get sucked up and yes. and, and, and mainstreamed and lamified like everything else. Well, it, it's there. Well, see, see with the whole, uh, 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 Temple of Satan, they're 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 helping to uh, raise people's consciousness and awareness about Satanism in a good way, and that's a good thing. But that goes back to the point that you were talking about that the 
the more exposure it gets, you know, like the less underground it's going to be. But I don't, I don't think we have to worry about that for a long time because really Satanism in the left-hand path is it's, it's not for everyone. It's not, which is, which is a good thing. You make such a good point there. Yeah. You make such a good point because that is like what, you know, it's it, it's like there's this idea that, you know, Satanism, left-hand path, is for the few. And if it becomes huge, like if everyone is into it, does it necessarily have to lose all the things that made it great in the beginning, right? I mean, this happens like with with, yeah. with music, like all the time, right? It's like punk yes, rock was yes. punk rock was awesome until it became mainstream, right? And then yeah, it became yeah. stupid, right? And it's like that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and then you end up with bands like Green Day or you know, it's just... <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's true. It's true. But no, I don't think we have to worry about that for a long time. Pe people are still very much in the dark about us, which is a good thing. You know, we, we, we belong in the dark. We do. Right. <laughs> so I, I have to ask you one more question because you yes. talk, you, you've mentioned this over the course of this interview, and also this is in your book, The Spiritual Satanist, you talk about Baileyal a lot. Yes. Could, could you tell me, what is your what is your perspective on Baileyal? How do you understand this, this force? Well, I've, uh, I actually first started working with Baileyal, Baileyal, um, years ago when I was into summoning and prior to that I had spent a couple of years learning about elemental magic and learning how to use uh, divination and everything like that so that by the time I, I was able to get into summoning I was coming into it with some knowledge and some abilities of my own so uh, Belial was was one of the first beings that I was able to really reach out to and connect with and it, the whole experience really took me through a gateway and that's that's really what Bilal was kind of represented as is is a gateway between spirit and matter you know like like we have we have like for me this is how I see it that Satan represents the earth of course but then we have Lucifer for the air and Lilith for the water, but then we have the fire. That's Belial, you know. It's it's a, a it's the space between matter and spirit. You know, there's there's that gateway. So I I think it, it's 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 a useful tool in the whole system that I have for myself set up. You know, and I'm I'm hoping other people find it useful too. I mean, there 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 really isn't a whole lot. That uh, there, there really isn't a whole lot of knowledge or writing about this demon, and I think it's something that's definitely worth looking into. It's definitely worth experiencing and studying, and on your own what it's about. But for me, you know, Belial always represented the the space between matter and spirit, like a gateway. Very interesting stuff, and I mean that's kind of my take on Bailey All. Bailey All has something to do with 
matter. You know, it's a master of the earth and, and, and how that's like presented, you know, uh, in, in the satanic Bible. Mm -hmm. I mean, he has a very prominent role in the satanic Bible, you know, Satan, Lucifer, Baileyall, and Leviathan. And to me, it's yes. like, it's like, I always think about, um, the body that's, that's the direction I've gone with Baileyall is like how we have a connection yeah. with our physical presence, the body, you know, how we connect with ourselves physically. Well, it's, 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 it's always good to have representations in a system because it gets in and it gives you focus and it gives you different avenues that you can use to learn. So, you know. <laughs> so what about this? What about <laughs> Venus? Where does that come from? Well, when I was uh when I was 23, 24 and uh this is back in 2004, uh and I had I had my own apartment and uh I had uh, I had my occult library set up, and I was uh, like full time into the occult. You know, um, I decided to take a magical name, and I noticed that there was this rose, there was this beautiful rose bush that was growing just outside my apartment door, and I took the rose, and I brought it inside, and I and I put it on my altar and I, you know, I, I, I didn't ask specifically for Venus. I just asked for a sign. I said, I need a sign. Like what should my magical name be? And eventually over time, I realized that it was the spirit of Venus that, that was calling out to me, you know, and it, it, it wasn't very long after that. I actually met a friend at work who was a longtime devotee of Venus so all of a sudden I had I had this goddess in my life and I, I never really was into a goddess. So there's there's a part of my studies and practices that ever since then I've kind of devoted to uh, Venus, you know, and, and and for me, it's it, it's become who I am. It's 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 my magical name. There's Venus and there's Satan, you know. So I, I, I took it on as a magical name, but I'm also very interested in the Greek and Roman gods and, and the stories and legends of Venus and, 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 what, and what she's done for me as a goddess. You know, it's, it's, it's all been a very big part of my life. That's awesome. So do you know about the, uh, the Luciferian connections with Venus? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, you know, back back in the uh, the Roman times, uh, from from what I know, the the, the Romans thought that uh, that uh, Venus and Lucifer were two different beings, but they shared the same star. You know, they didn't they didn't realize that. You know, it's 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 a planet. They, <laughs> the planet Venus and the star Lucifer was actually just one. So, personally, I like to see that you know there there's there's a feminine aspect of, of this being and then there's the the male aspect through lucifer you know there's it's 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 really interesting <laughs> and and you know the, the the thing that i always liked about the 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 roman mythology of venus is that she was always very independent she uh she never um she never bowed down to anyone 
she she was never portrayed as a child. She was always portrayed as a woman, mm-hmm. and uh, she 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 loves very passionately, you know. And 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 it has to do with the heart, you know. It's 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 all about the heart. So yeah. her her stories have always yeah. been very inspiring for me. Definitely, always. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, thank you, Venus Satanis, for uh, sharing some of your thoughts and perspectives with us this evening. Do you have any final words for all of the listeners out there that might help them survive the dark times that lie before us? <laughs> yes, yes. I would, I, I would like to share with everyone my personal magic scene, and I think it's something that, that, that can help everyone if – if, if you just think about these three words, you can have anything in life. I am, I will, I create. And that's it. Wow. <laughs> and also, Paul, I, I, I want to thank you for this opportunity. This has been a great opportunity. You know, we've, we've been meeting to get together for a while, but yeah. Th- thank you so much. No, hey, thank you. Um, I really appreciate it. I appreciate your spending the time with us. I appreciate that um, yeah. you like wrote this book, and and you know, I appreciate that you spent all this time over the years, like creating all these videos out there um, that are on YouTube. So, um, so we're gonna put uh, links for all of your stuff and your website, spiritualsatanist.com, on the show notes for this, and uh, come back again soon. Thank you, Paul. All right. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. <laughs>